For me, it all begins with a spiritual understanding that I am a spiritual being practicing to be human, not a human being attempting to become spiritual. And welcome to a very special edition of the Strong Cats with your host, Armstrong Williams. Now, in our podcast, uh, and I really want to thank the great team of Welcome. WGLA, um, ABC7, and 24-7, uh, and the wonderful team they have to make this possible, but also our executive producer of Strong Cast, Kareem Nuri, who's been with me on and off for 14 years. I think he's had, he's now on his sixth tour duty, <laughs> and he does a good job. I just want to, I always like to give credit where credit is due. You know, I wanted to do something special today. Um, uh, George Stalin, someone who I have a lot of respect for, was supposed to join us. And he may join us later. I doubt it because he always runs late. But that's okay. He always, he's always on time. I wanted to talk about something that we'd never talk about enough with my very special guest, Pastor Gregory Seltz. And it's the seven deadly sins. Mm -hmm. You know, sin is what keeps us from our potential. Right. It's what keeps us from our peace. It's what keeps us from our potential. It's what keeps us from the things that give the greatest results in a short life lived. And it is what always keeps us separated from God. Right. And we don't talk about sin. I know because we're afraid to, but in every movie, I, I, was, I was watching Venom recently. I watched <laughs> The Avengers, and every movie, Sin abounds. Sin abounds. And, and it's interesting in all the movies, 99.9% .9 of the time, good always win over evil. Right. So even for the producers of Hollywood and in politics, it's about good versus evil. Even in the Kavanaugh hearings, to them, to some, it was very good versus evil. It's what it boils down to. And so I wanted to just have a discussion, a provocative discussion on the seven deadly sins yeah. and what it means. And, let me, and I have to go to my, I'm on my mobile device, about the seven deadly sins. And I, I, when we were having this conversation, Kareem and our executive staff had this conversation recently in the office. And for the first time, for me, I realized what some of my deadly sins are. Okay. I had not really thought about it. And so we went around the table, and people were very honest about their deadly sins. And one of the deadly sins I was not really in tune with enough, hmm. which Really, um, I realized I have something to work on. And my deadly sin was wrath. Mm. I, um, I, I just... Just let it go. Huh? I, sometimes <laughs> I want to... You know, but, but, you know, I found myself growing. Yeah, and then I said to Kareem, you know, we got to have this discussion. So let me just first talk about the seven deadly sins. And ask yourself, and we got a pastor, a brother, mm. to talk about this, to help you understand. Because sometimes you may be sinning, and short-circuiting your true success and don't realize it. So we're going to talk about it so you can ask yourself which of these we identify with the most. Lust, gluttony, greed, laziness. Mm. I didn't even know laziness was a sin. <laughs> I did not know laziness was a sin. Wrath, mind, wrath, envy, pride. Those are the seven deadly sins. And, if, and, there, and, and, and you know... Of the seven deadly sins, five are no issues for me. Mm. But a little lust mm. and a lot of wrath 
-hmm. It's something that I got to work on. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to come to you because this is an important conversation. I did not know laziness was a sin, brother. Well, you know, the thing for me is all, of, you know, some manifest themselves in us. Okay. What you just told you too, but all we got roots of all of those things in us too. That's actually shocking. So sometime in your life, another one might pop up too. I like what you said. We have roots of all those, all things. those things. And, so, and sometimes the discussion of seven deadly sins, it's like talking about having a cough, having a fever, having all these different symptoms, but there's a, even a deeper problem. So there's this idea of sins with a, you know, S on the end and then sin which is the deeper problem as well. And, and so we've got to watch ourselves in all these areas, even the ones that manifest themselves. And so that you're right, it, it short circuits us. It, 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 it's, it's actually getting in our way of our relationship to God and one another. Talk about lust. Well, it's just, it's misusing another person. You, you were meant to live in a, in a faithful, a fidelity, chaste relationship with someone. You were meant to actually curb your desires so that you could serve another person. Lust is, the, it turns that all around. It says, I just want to use you to make myself happy. And so lust is that, that you've turned a, a friendship, you've turned a, a relationship, you've turned a sexual relationship, any of those things, into the exact opposite of what they're supposed to be. Yeah, but also, I read, as I was preparing for this strong cast today, that even if I look at someone and lust after them, desire them, it's a sin. Well, that, but that's Jesus talking now. Jesus said, even if you look at someone lustful in your heart, you have committed adultery, he even said. As if I slept. Yeah, yeah. That's, he, I can't. That's but, hard for me. But that, that's the point. He, th there's a sense where there's a deeper problem than even the sins we're talking about today. And that's the, that's the issue that finally becomes an issue for all of us. How do we actually write that if we can't do it ourselves? But that's another thing. These are these manifestations of that deeper root problem. And it, it's just for us to start saying, man, there's something broken in me. And it, it's not getting healed. How do I deal with this thing? Gluttony. Gluttony? <laughs> Again, the let me, fuel... Let me read what they said about gluttony. Yeah. Excess in eating and drinking, for drunkards and gluttons become poor, and drowsiness clothes them in rags. That's Proverbs 23, 21. And I want to tell you what it said about lust, because I want to I give the Bible verse on this. Mm -hmm. To have an intense desire or need. But I tell you that anyone who looks at a woman lustfully... Mm -hmm. has already committed adultery with her in his heart. Matthews 5.28. Yeah. Now talk about gluttony. Well, again, it's just God gives us things, and, and especially with food and things like that. These are things to be blessings, be thankful to him, and we're supposed to fuel the body so we can get to work, you know, and things like that. The trouble is gluttony is just, now I'm going to sit here and I'm just going to fuel the body because I enjoy it. I enjoy it. I enjoy it. And again, it's a misuse of a gift. That gift is supposed to be taken to be put to work. When you take it just to sit there, and that's where gluttony actually turns you into a whole different creature than what you were meant to be. So let's go, let's go to the next one. Greed, okay. excessive, uh, reprehensible acquisitiveness, acquisitiveness uh, 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 mm. is what it is. Having lost all sensitivity, they have given themselves over to sensuality so as to indulge in every kind of impurity with the continual lust for more. Right. Again, you know, sometimes we, in fact, I was watching a movie a long time ago, uh, uh, Wall Street. You know, he had said, you got to have greed, greed for life. Um, you know, reach for the gusto. That's not what we're talking about here. Greed for the sake of just having and having more and more and more. Again, it, it misuses the gift for what the gift was meant to be used for. 
laziness, decline <laughs> to activity or exertion. Yeah. Not energetic or vigorous. Right. The way of the sluggard is blocked with thorns, but the path of the upright is a highway. That's Proverbs 15, 19. Well, we've got a real problem with this in our culture today. There are people who think that they don't have to work at all. Uh, even well-bodied folks. I remember with one kid, he was a college graduate, and he decided after college he was going to go on welfare and he's going to go surfing. And I thought, that's a fundamental disconnect with what you're supposed to be as a human being. Human beings were made, the Bible says, you should work so that you have something to give. Now think about that just for a minute. Your, your work is meant to be a means of service. It's coined service for somebody else. Well, once you, once you say, I don't need to do any of that, you've actually taken yourselves out of the realm of being a human being for other people. You were gifted to put these hands to work. But is laziness learn? Oh, yeah. Well, it, it's like all of these things. Once you, I mean, we're actually look, in a society today that's actually, they're not calling these sins. They're actually saying, what's the problem with this? Let's just do this. I mean, you know, envy. Let's, let's, yeah, let's be envious. Let's be greedy. That, it gives us life. No, it doesn't. It saps you uh, from the life God wanted you to have. So we're in a battle with this. There are people who are redefining these as virtues. Um. Wrath, strong, vengeful, this is vengeful, yours now, right? Anger <laughs> or indignation. And mine is not anger. I, I'm calm when I want um, to, you know, because people will wrong you. They will take advantage of you. Yeah. And I don't like to be taken advantage of. I don't like to be used. Does, yeah. I, I don't like for people to insult my intelligence. Mm. And you know, sometimes when I'm watching, um, they have um, death row, and I'm watching these these movies on. The different networks, as I was watching one recently, and all the, there's no question that they're guilty of the crime. And some of the most horrendous crimes, the way they kill and brutalize people. And they have these 12 jurors who are very sympathetic because the young kid is young. He's just killed his parents or he killed his girlfriend's parents or he killed a group of friends. Or he decided he was mad and he took it out by taking his vehicle and ramming and the innocent people on the highway in the crossway. And because it drags on for so long, by the time the jurors are in this room, they're trying to decide whether or not this person should get the death penalty. Mm -hmm. and, I, and you know what? During the entire course of the show, not once do I have any empathy for that killer. Mm. Not once do I think there should be mercy. Not once do I think that he should be given a free pass. That, in fact, my attitude is they should put him on death row that night. Mm. He should not live another day. And yet, I realize there's no mercy because I think more about the family and people who lost their lives for no reason at all. Well, I mean, you know, in the biblical understanding of mercy, someone had to pay for the sin anyway. I right. mean, so the sin gets paid for either way. It's not like we just decide, well, let's just overlook this thing. Uh, in the biblical understanding, God actually is the one who takes on uh, the guilt of that guy's sin. And the question is, can God actually take on his guilt? Well, the answer to that is yes, he can. And that's what allows us to be merciful to even to our enemies. Uh -huh. Okay, but that- no, I never heard it, that Oh, before. but it's, it, that's yeah. what makes it so hard because it's beyond your ability to do that. You, you, you have a right, see the, the struggle I have is with righteous wrath. You can still be righteously angry and sin. The Bible says, do, you know, in your anger, do not sin. And the point is, is that I remember one time as a, a young man, I was, my daughter, something happened to my daughter, and my, I was as angry as all could be. And my wife said, be careful, because when you go and do what you're going to do, you will feel better. But it's going to make your daughter's situation worse. It still may not actually solve the problem. So she was actually saying, you're righteously angry. That's good. But now figure out the right thing to do in spite of that. We're seeing a lot of anger being unleashed in our culture today as if it's good no matter what. 
Uh, anger can destroy, even when it's righteous. You know, something else is said about um, uh, what it said about uh, the issue that we were just talking about, um, wrath. It mm -hmm. says, a gentle answer mm -hmm. turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. And that's in Proverbs 15, chapter, first verse. That goes to what you were just speaking yeah. about. And, and harshness is not right. So even righteous anger, which can be a soft answer, can be misused. But harshness, like you just said, because again, your anger then, it, you're, you're displacing your anger. You're actually, anger should still be something that tries to right the situation. Okay, even if it's righteous. And the trouble is most of us, in our anger, we destroy what's around us. Because it, it makes us feel better. And that's the sin I don't of know about, I don't know if it makes us feel better. You know what? Well, it, for the moment. Yeah, and I don't even know for no, the moment. No, not even for the let moment. Let me tell you something. When you, maybe for young people, because they have not lived long mm. enough for their conscience and their spirit to really develop and to well, inform them. That. I agree with that. And, you know, sometimes I communicate with people I care about, whether it's my executives, whether it's my family. Sometimes I can communicate in a harsh tone. And, and, and I can immediately hear the spirit speak to me saying that you can communicate the same way. Yeah. In a lower tone with compassion, and that be far more effective. I hear it, yeah. and I still ignore it. Well, now, now you're getting into Romans 7 with yeah, Paul. Yeah, and I still, <laughs> and I say, you know, I was home recently and got into a situation with okay. my sister, right? And I apologize okay. about it. And, and, you know, I don't mind, because I can say this, because, you know, I have no shame about it, because I want to be better. Mm -hmm. And sometimes if you're going to want people to be better in life, you got to set that example and come naked yourself because none of us are pure but the Father. Right. And so I can say it because the truth. So I did something to her in a way I talked to her. But you know what was so amazing? It hurt me more than it hurt her. Well, because for the entire time, I had no peace. And I could tell it hurt her. I could tell I looked in her eyes and it hurt her. Mm. And because I could see the hurt, I was asking myself. I knew I had to apologize. I did apologize. Okay. But she couldn't even look at me. Understand? We're, we just returned well, from Israel. Got, yeah. Yeah. But but you know what I did? Mm. I started sending little messages. You know, because I had to. Right. Even though I had a right. You had to come back a little. It's the way. I, yeah, yeah. And then finally, <laughs> literally, finally, this day, finally, this day. This is a week later. Mm. She replies, "Good morning, little brother." Okay. So and I okay. felt the burden. Yeah. Well, that's I, the power of forgiveness, right there. Yeah. No. But I'm saying this to people, yeah. you got to get away from your pride, right. your sense of being righteous. Because let me tell you something, if I don't apologize, if I don't be better, I'm going to miss my blessings. Mm -hmm. Well, and like I said before, you know, the whole discussion of vice and virtue goes way, way, way back. And it was meant for you to start to have a sense of your own self-awareness. And the self-awareness is that there's, there's something even deeper than the problem. There's a deeper than the vice. There's an even deeper brokenness in all of us. Yeah. And that's something that our world today does not believe. And when you don't believe that, all, you can wreak havoc all over the place. And that's what's going on. Listen, look at how we started out. Mm. Remember, I mean, okay. I, I, I want to hear the discussion. Yeah, okay. Just remember, Contextualize it for me. Uh, now, you, <laughs> you didn't follow up. I didn't want to be bothered. Uh, it's just how, and look how the Lord it's just, it's, We're a perfect example. It was a rocky situation, but yeah. when we met each other. Well, we stood our ground together. We stood our ground together, but yeah. we saw the deeper value and the good in each other. Well, and sometimes what we happen, we allow our first impression of somebody, and some people can yeah, be rude, and that. I can be rude. We allow our first impression to paint the entire judgment of that person. But what we forget, 20 minutes later, after that encounter, that person could change. 
That's why you got to go back to those situations and be the big person and yeah. say, listen, let's restart. Yeah. Too many people hold grudges, man. Well, that's that goes. And they hold pain and they hold pain. Look, absolutely. In families and neighborhoods. And now we're even seeing it in our culture, too. Yes, we're seeing that. Let's yeah. go to the next. I'm, right. not, I'm not trying. And Bishop Stalin decided to show up, but we're, it's, <laughs> okay. it's always late, though, but it's okay. <laughs> um, but we're going to add. Anyhow, but let's, let's go to this one. Let's All go right. to um, uh, um, envy. All right. Painful, a resentful awareness hmm. of an advantage enjoyed by another joined with a desire to possess the same advantage. Therefore, rid yourself of all malice and all deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and slander of every kind, like newborn babies. Crave pure spiritual milk, so that by it you may grow up in your salvation. This is First Peter, second chapter, one right. through second verse. Right. That's powerful. Well, and envy, envy again is you're you're angry with God when you when you envy because you're saying, why did you put me in this situation, but you put them in that situation? So you're fighting with Him, and then again, it's driving you away from each other. Yeah. Listen, we're gonna do we're gonna do this in real time. We're gonna All add right. the bishop. While we keep talking, because you know this is a strong cast, just add him while we're talking. I want people to see him. I want to shame him anyhow. I want to shame <laughs> the bishop. Just so just the add wrath the chair. Is being the wrath, again. I'm not, my wrath is love, though. I told you I had a problem with wrath, but I'm doing it with love, but I'm going to shame the bishop. You know what they say? Shame the devil. No, I'm going to shame the bishop. And so right. Kareem is moving slow. They're trying to find a chair. But anyhow, because okay. I want to, because you know, I really want uh, Augusta Stallings is a genius mm. when it comes to understanding. The word, mm. okay? And so I wanted him to be a part of this. There's a chair right here, Kareem, right here. You can come in the shop. People can see you. You've been on the show before. It's okay. Now, so let's bring him on. Come on. Come on, talk to us, Bishop. Why don't set up your chair? Turn this I a little get, bit. No, no, no. You don't have to okay. move. They'll tell you okay. what to do. Yeah, right good here. morning. I want good this. Morning. And plus, the good news about this, <laughs> this is audio. So okay. people get to hear this. This is fun. Okay. They don't get to okay. see. It's audio. Okay. We're talking about the seven deadly sins, man. This, that's, that's rough, also known as capital vices or cardinal sins. <laughs> yes. In the capital, cardinal. Whoa, we don't want yeah. to touch any of that. But and you're yeah. and you're echoing. Am oh. I echoing? And so you're fine though. You're fine. So we were just talking about the, the deadly sin of rap. How do we get away from rap? How people how do people work on themselves? You're not gonna ever now, now the pastor self says something very important here. All of us have a touch of all the sins. Mm -hmm. Yes, in the room. That's right. Yeah. It's a reflect. Yeah. Right. Some consume us more than others. And just and when you feel you conquer other one, another one can rise up. Talk about that concept of how do we work on ourselves when you think about the seven deadly sins, how it keeps us from our blessings, how it keeps us from our prosperity and from true um, lifelong relationships. For me, it all begins with a spiritual understanding that I am a spiritual being practicing mm -hmm. to be human, not a human being attempting to become spiritual. That when I look at my essence, when I look at the divinity of my identity, I realize that I am a temple of God. Uh, we read in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 16, Do you not know that you are a temple of God and that the Holy Spirit dwells within you? Mm -hmm. The Spirit dwells within our mortal frame. Yet, realizing how our fleshly nature, our physical nature, can often attack our spiritual nature, we have to be consciously aware that we must function out of the context of our real identity, of our real essence. So when all those deadly sins creep up, I must first of all recognize that they're ever present. Yes, I, you know, I, like I, I got a, a thorn in the flesh, as Paul says. We, we each struggle, we, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against 
powers and principalities, rulers of darkness in high heavenly places. So I'm constantly, I have to constantly war against those things that are not, not only of God, but are not of the very essence by which I live, move, and have our being, my being. That's how we, we deal with those concepts. That's how we deal with wrath. That's how we deal with gluttony. That's how we deal with, you know, greed, all of it. Well, see, so here's the problem, and he's, he's pointing this out. You know, if, if you've got a cold, you've got a cough, you've got a fever, whatever, you can go to the store and get something for the cough. But if the virus is bigger than the cough, you're just treating a symptom that's not going to go away. And so what we're talking, in theology, we tend to talk about when Jesus comes into the world, he deals with sin, the broken relationship of man to God, not necessarily sins. You know, and, and so the whole thing about vices is it, it's just supposed to give you a sense that there's a deeper problem that has to be dealt with. Now, if you deal with the deeper problem, then the smaller problems, the symptoms, are a little bit easier to handle as well. Right, because now you can, if you can get the the uh, medicine that goes down deep and takes care of the virus, then the cough starts to go away, then right. the fever starts to go away. But if you only deal with the symptoms, so again, it's kind of a both end. You're right that there's ways we need to just deal with the outward manifestation so we can be more human to each other. But then there's also a deeper problem that finally goes to our ultimate humanity. Let's talk about the the um, sin of envy, Bishop Stalin. Um, uh, which is... I say, I'm envious you chose him to ask that. <laughs> oh, Pastor Sharp. Yeah, that's why I see that's why you have him on your podcast and on your television show. Wick. Yeah, talk about envy, though. Envy. <laughs> when I am confident and secure in who I am, and as we say in the church, what God has for me is for me, what right. God has for you is for you. See, that's right. I don't... I don't uh, grieve over the fact that I may not, from my own perspective, seem to be as blessed as you are blessed. Uh, you know, and and in, in reality, I haven't even begun to appreciate how I've been tremendously blessed, what I have. Mm -hmm. And so if I'm not secure in who I am and believing that God will not only bless me, but God knows what I need, what I need, and he will uh, open up the windows of his storehouse and bless me when I can come to a point to appreciate what he's already done, I don't have to be envious or jealous of, of, of what you have or how God is blessing you. I don't know what you had to go through to get that new house. I didn't know that your son was, was shot on the streets or your wife was murdered and somehow you got some insurance money and, and, and was able to afford that. But what would I rather, rather have? I'd rather have my wife. I'd rather have my children. I wouldn't. I don't want to be able to lose that to be able to have some money to to do what you were able to accomplish through your tragedy. So oftentimes, when we are envious or jealous of of another, we don't even know what they had to go through to to get what they got. And if I truly believe that God supplies all of my all of my needs according to His riches in glory in Christ Jesus, then I will not be uh, concerned about how God is blessing you. I can, I can celebrate with you and I can rejoice with you because when I, when I realize how God has blessed you and I can celebrate that, then God is gonna bless me even more and God is gonna give me what's really for me. Mm. Talk about pride. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> there you I go. Say, yeah. I'm glad he gave that well, to you. I, can I say something so on course, top of what he was course, talking about? Because see, th we forget again that we're in this world. This is not our home. Okay, exactly. so we're soldiers. So God is putting us in all these different vocational places in life, not for our sake. He's going to give us 
all good things. I mean, we're eternally his yes. people. But he may need you to go to that area so that this person might be connected to him. But he may need you to go to that area. So the, the areas where he places us, when we start envying those areas, we're missing the fact that we're this is not even our home. Exactly. And we've been placed here for the sake of others, not even just for ourselves. Okay, now going on to pride. pride. Well, pride is just that sense that you overestimate who you really are. <laughs> I mean, that sense that you think what, you know, I, I think it's the greatest sin, obviously, but if you look even in the Old Testament, Israel was chosen by God. Well, why? They were chosen not because they were uh, choosable. They were chosen because they were the least, the nobodies, the nothings, because God always chooses nobodies and makes them somebody. So everybody knows that God loves them. So again, when you suddenly go, God gives you, puts you in a high place, the, the, the first temptation is to think, I deserve to be in that high place. Sort of like the Cyrus we have in the White House. Yeah, pride is President pride is Trump. yeah pride goes issue. before all kinds know, of falls. That is unfortunate. Yeah, that is his issue. That you're is describing him. Yeah. yeah, and my when I when I and, and you're so right, my brother. When I look at at pride too, I and and how it can rear its ugly head yeah. within any of us yeah. when we become so arrogant and so 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 bloated and and self righteous. But I, I remember the words of Paul: "There, but for the grace of God, go I." And Romans 7 and 8. You there know, we go. I, I, even the good I knew I wanted to do, I couldn't do. Exactly. Here's the thing, too. You think about the other vices we've talked about. Many people start to think, oh, I can handle that one. I can handle that one. I can. That, that's pride. <laughs> that's basically pride saying that I handled this, I handled this, I, I handled that. And that's why I like to use we. <laughs> right. I'm riding. Don't you? <laughs> I'm yes. And people we. understand. You know what? You just helped me understand that I am never comfortable with I. Right. I say to my executives, right. I say, no, no, it's we. We thought you were trying to be royal. Oh, but now no, we know. No, no, it's not. Sure. But it is. It is. Royalty, royalty. No, no, okay. The point <laughs> is, there is something Editorial in your conscious, yeah. in your spiritual conscious, yeah. yes. that you already know when right. you say and do things right. it tells you. Yeah. And it can give you the words. You can hear it. You can feel it. You know, I want to talk about, we we're talking about something today that is very interesting. And for one of the red times, we're going to go over time um, in this podcast because this is important. You know, when people think of sin and right and wrong, mm -hmm. they think of rape, they think of murder, mm -hmm. they think of robbery, mm -hmm. they may sometimes think of lying. But the things that we're talking about now, gluttony, mm -hmm. r lust, wrath, Every day. pride, envy, laziness, Ugh. they would never think uh. of this as a sin. Never. Mm. Never. But, but Why? Because it's too simple. Yeah. Right. Because it's something they have control over. Yeah. It's in their hands, their behavior and the choices that they make. Right. That is why you understand why humility and remaining in prayer is so important. Because I remember one of my favorite quotes of the Bible is this. My soul is restless, O Lord. Until, until it finds it. Until it rests in thee. Mm -hmm. Right. St. Augustine was very big on mm -hmm. that. St. Augustine of Hippo, that was one of his favorite passages. Mm -hmm. And for, for me, uh, as you said, and I think for all of us, we realize that we have been called for such a time as this. Mm -hmm. And we did not choose God. God chose us. There you go. We did not call God. God called us. Mm -hmm. And so the humility in all of that is to realize, is to understand the awesomeness of having been chosen and having been called, but for a particular reason, not for self-aggrandizement, not for our own benefit or welfare, but given 
charisms or gifts to build up the body of Christ, to build up humanity. And as long as we take that approach, we never seek to take credit for the I as we accomplish this. Right. That's what's so beautiful about it. I was watching uh, television uh, last night or night before last. Tom Brady scored his 500th touchdown and they, everybody, all the focus was on Tom Brady. Tom, look what you did. Look what you accomplished. Tom said, I couldn't have done it without well, the, one, the people yeah, catching it. Yeah. If they never caught it. <laughs> and that, by the way, was not a great throw. <laughs> no, it wasn't. <laughs> his receiver made that happen. <laughs> and, and his blockers prevented him from getting smug. Exactly. Good yeah. observation. That's humility. That's, that, yeah, that some may call it false humility, but it, yeah. it, it, and what it does I think he was genuine. Team. He was true. He it's was true. genuine. It's true. And, and you yeah. know, it, it, <laughs> and you know, it's so, it's so, it's calming to have this discussion because when you put in context what happened in our country, and and Kavanaugh has been confirmed now, he's safely on the Supreme oh, Court. Oh, it has, it has happened. Don't you get it? <laughs> We're in the future, brother. <laughs> yes, Kavanaugh. Has All things work. come to those who wait. <laughs> <Yeah>. Thank you, <laughs> brother. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, okay. <laughs> it is funny, though, by the way. But all the things that we're seeing with the Kavanaugh here, hearing, what we saw is a manifestation of sin. Everybody wants to be right. Everybody believes not know what's best. Everybody defined and put their spin on the allegations. And what it creates, it's like a furnace of fire. Mm -hmm. and, we, and, before you, and before you realize, when it's all said and done, at the end of the day, this all stuff is really meaningless. At the end of the day. Yeah. The way I look at it is God is still in control. He's still yep. in control. And, 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 and everything will may be made right and righteous in the end. Well, and the thing for me is that what I was talking about with you earlier is we human beings have been taught now that if we can deconstruct things and we can just tear it down, that, that somehow good will come of that. Not necessarily. And that's why when it's, even when you're dealing with your vices, there comes a point where you're going to have to realize only God can deal with these things ultimately. Right. And that's kind of the whole point of the discussion, to finally get you to realize you need God in this whole process of becoming the human being you were meant to be. And I can't speak for anyone else, but I'm just so glad that I serve a God of a second chance. There you go. When it comes to my yeah, life. That's right. I thank, I'm, I'm thankful he looked beyond my faults to see all of my needs. Mm -hmm. And listen, I cannot thank, thank all of you for this terrific, discussion uh, because just like even though you guys are so prolific in the word you still have to pray and overcome temptations like anyone else like anyone yeah. else yes you don't get a pass thank god we both have a savior thank you <laughs> thank <laughs> god without, without that, that without, we'd be lost <laughs> that's right. lost and turned out that's there right. are no exceptions to this that's no right exceptions. No, no, no exceptions no exceptions no and, and that's why. That, that's what makes us right. so beautiful. Doesn't it? Mm -hmm. And equal. Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. The only thing that makes us unequal is our sin. That's right. Hello. Yes. And when we start to pat ourselves on the back. That's right. Thank you, gentlemen. Uh, how can people find out more about you, Bishop Stone? Well, uh, I am located in, in Suitland, Maryland, on uh, 2420 Brooks Drive, Imani. I am a... You have a website? I am a... You're right. ImaniTemple.com. Dr. Self? Mm -hmm. LCRLfreedom.org. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you for joining us for another special edition of the Strong Cast. And of all the Strong Cast, this is the strongest medicine of all. Be ye also faithful. Because how you live exactly is how you will probably die and how you will live after the resurrection. <laughs>
Because there's a resurrection. Yeah. Okay? We're living forever. Aren't we? Forever. Thank God. All right. Good day, everybody.